With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Carving It Up Live right here on Facebook Live, YouTube, and on Twitter. As always, I'm Bryson Carver, and you might have heard there was a football game last night. I don't know if any of y'all watched it. It was a pretty good game. Very entertaining. Congratulations, by the way, to the Kansas City Chiefs on winning their third Super Bowl in franchise history, their second in the last four seasons. They are your Super Bowl 57 champions. Uh, hats off to the Eagles and an unbelievable performance as well. I've got something for Philadelphia a little later on the show. Speaking of the Eagles, I'm going to talk about Jalen Hurts in a performance that, man, aside from one mistake in the second quarter, I'm not sure so sure how, you know, how much better Jalen could have played. I'll talk about him later in the show, where Andy Reid is in the GOAT coach discussion? May have to have a little discussion about that. Uh, certainly in the modern era, I'll discuss that towards the end of the show. Ryan Flowers, Clutch Sports Talk. He'll be stopping by in about 30 minutes to talk all about the Super Bowl, about uh, the controversial call, which I'll get to in my second segment, about Mahomes, about the Eagles, about everything, all the Super Bowl, everything that happened. And like I said, I will get to that uh, controversial call, which I should say surprisingly controversial call, but, uh, you know, Close game, Super Bowl, there's a call at the end, people hate it, game's rigged, you know how this drill goes. We, we, we've seen this a time or two. Before I get into anything, I see my man Patrick Brown, Chaotic Sports Podcast host, is in the comments. <laughs> He's a big Cowboys fan, and he echoes the sentiments of basically every Cowboys fan I've talked to with three simple words, in all caps, cry, eagles, cry. I've got a little, uh, like I said, I've got a message I'll just put it that way. I've got a message for Philadelphia later in the show. Uh, that was a pretty good Super Bowl. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. That was a pretty good Super Bowl. The Kansas City Chiefs won Super Bowl 57 by a final score of 38-35 over the Philadelphia Eagles, like I said, claiming their second title in four years and third in franchise history. Patrick Mahomes, as I predicted on Friday's show, would be Super Bowl MVP and was the Super Bowl MVP and played his best Super Bowl. And, you know, what was fascinating about this game is that almost everything, certainly offensively, that could have went Philadelphia's way, absent the, the fumble by Jalen Hurts that got picked up by Nick Bolton for a touchdown, aside from that, everything that went the way that they could have possibly dreamed of, they dominated time and possession, 36-24. They went up and down the field, Kansas City up until the second half, into the third quarter, into the fourth, could not get off the field on third down. Matter of fact, Eagles went 11 for 18 on third down. They were great on third down. Their, their quarterback completed a high percentage of his throws, ran for a Super Bowl record three touchdowns, threw for another on the deep ball to A.J. Brown. Speaking of that deep ball to A.J. Brown, uh, 
listen, that McDuffie kid who's had a really good rookie season, he he reminded I tweeted about the game uh, during the game last night. He reminded me of a center fielder miss uh, like not being able to see a fly ball uh, because the sun's out, like the the ball getting caught in the sun. Like that's what it looks like. It was you know it's like he couldn't see the ball. It was a perfect throw by Jalen, a great catch by AJ Brown for a touchdown. But you go into the game up double digits, 24-14. You're feeling good about yourselves. But as I said about Patrick Mahomes, I checked to make sure when I said this. I said it all the way back in week five of this season. And frankly, I should have said it seasons ago as opposed to just this year. There is no quarterback in the history of the NFL. Yes, you heard me right. The history of the NFL that I would rather have trailing double digits than Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> and boy, did that come to fruition last night. They're down double digits. By the way, the Kansas City Chiefs are the second team in Super Bowl history to come back from a double-digit halftime deficit. The other one, you might have guessed it, Tom Brady, 28-3 comeback against Atlanta. We all remember that one, of course. But this was, this was Patrick Mahomes' first great Super Bowl moment. Comes in the game. All the reports, I remember uh, Peter Schrager of Fox Sports and the NFL Network was talking about, hey, is his ankle is the healthiest it's, he, it's been since he injured it three weeks ago in the divisional round against the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's feeling good. All the reporters said he looks great in practice. Mahomes said he felt good. It's all good. Until he gets his ankle caught in a hit towards the end of the first half. He's limping toward the sideline. He's grimacing. Uh, the train staff's working on We're like, oh my goodness, this could be it for Kansas City. I don't know what they gave him at halftime. Some kind of shot, I'm sure. <laughs> but in the second half, ladies and gentlemen, Patrick Mahomes goes 13 for 14. The one in completion was a throwaway. Not to mention he had that long run on that last drive to get them in position to get that game-winning field goal with eight seconds left. Everything that you could have possibly wanted from Mahomes, you may say, oh, you look at the box score. He only threw for 182 yards. Yeah, but he completed 77% of his passes, three touchdowns, no turnovers, a passer rating of 132, and a QBR. Those who don't know the stat, QBR, it's 0 to 100. It grades running. It grades, obviously, your stats, passing. Passes should have been intercepted. If you did throw an interception, but it wasn't your fault, all it takes everything in consideration and ranks at 0 to 100, just like a standardized test. You want to know what Patrick Mahomes got? A 96. He's only the second Super Bowl quarterback all time to have a QBR in the 90s. The only other one was Joe Flacco in the 2012 Super Bowl, Super Bowl 47, 10 years ago against the San Francisco 49ers. Not to mention, Patrick Mahomes did this against a defense that was known for getting the quarterback, and maybe we should give more credit Matter of fact, we should give more credit to Kansas City's offensive line because I talked about on Friday, this game was going to be won or lost in the trenches. Kansas City won the game. Certainly the offensive line. You talk about Orlando Brown, Creed Humphrey, my man, Super Bowl champion out of Tennessee, Trey Smith. Congrats to my man who coined the orange britches years ago. Vols fans will understand what I'm talking about. But that Kansas City offensive line could not play better. A Philadelphia defense that had 70 sacks in the regular season, which is an all-time record, they did not get to Patrick Mahomes once. 
Gave him time to hit Kelsey. Obviously, Juju Smith-Schuster was a huge factor in the second half. Jarrett McKinnon played well. Isaiah Pacheco. This kid runs his behind off. I, I Listen, listen. He, it, it's still weird to see another Kansas City Chief wearing number 10 after the departure of Tyreek Hill a year ago, but the physicality of this guy is unbelievable. Speaking of which, we, we think about Kansas City, or something we thought about Kansas City as opposed to Philadelphia as the more maybe finesse team, right? They've got the quarterback who can, you know, throw uh, underhanded, no look. Uh, yeah, hey, he probably, probably can go behind the back for all we know. You know, you got Travis Kelsey, who's the best tight end in football, and you got all these skill position playmakers, and Andy Reid, the great offensive play designer. We never thought of them as this team that's just going to beat you up and hit you in the mouth. Certainly not compared to the team that they faced last night. Eagles, best offensive line in the league. Certainly two Hall of Famers on that team. Lane Johnson, Jason Kelsey. Not to mention a defense that was first in the NFL and first all-time in the regular season in sacks. The biggest shock of the game. And maybe it shouldn't have been. Because when I did my NFL playoff weaknesses, and I'm going to review those on Thursday's show, I, I when every year going to the playoffs, all 14 teams, I list their biggest weakness. Essentially, what's the biggest reason they will not win the Super Bowl? And what was mine for the Eagles? They can't stop the run. Kansas City a couple weeks ago against the Cincinnati Bengals had 34 rushing yards on 17 attempts. Last night, 158 rushing yards on 26 attempts. For those of you doing the math, that's six yards a carry. Philadelphia, on the other hand, couldn't run the football. This is a team, its, it's quarterback was mobile. They had Miles Sanders who made the Pro Bowl. They had that game well kid who was nice. Philadelphia had 115 yards, and they would not have sniffed that. If Jalen Hurts hadn't gone for 70 on the ground himself. I mean, he, again, Kenneth Barnwell. I'm sorry. I said, yeah, no, I'm sorry. No, Kenneth Gainwell, 21 yards on seven carries. Miles Sanders averaged 2.3 yards a carry. He was a no-show. And Boston Scott, who, you know, is, is turns back into Boston Scott when he's not playing the New York Giants, had less than three yards a carry. That was essentially the game. Not to mention... And now all these Eagles fans, I'll get to the I'll get to the James Bradbury play in just a second that everybody's talking about. But the play that everybody's forgetting about, Kansas City's up. They get it was yeah twenty eight to twenty seven at this point. They get a stop in Philly. There's about nine minutes left in the game. Eagles punt, and what happens? The midseason acquisition, the guy who was pretty quiet all year with Kansas City, a guy who we were thinking, man, this dude is a draft bust from the New York Giants. I remember Kadarius Tony at Florida. Dude was electric. And he showed that electricity off with the longest punt return in Super Bowl history, 67 yards, to get Kansas City down to the five-yard line, and they punched it in. Let's also give credit where it's due to Andy Reid. What a game plan. You consider the fact that, and this is why I always say, I was talking about this on IG Live last night. What separates the great coaches from the either bad ones, even the pretty good ones, the, the good coaches. I think Nick Sirianni's a good coach. But what separates Sirianni from Andy Reid? Half-time adjustments. You think about those two touchdowns all, on almost identical plays. They just happen on opposite sides of the field. Sky Moore to the left, Kadarius Tony to the right. 
there wasn't an eagle within 10 yards of them when they caught the ball and scored. Eagles did not adjust. Chiefs did. And that's your Super Bowl. Again, and I said the thing I was most wrong, I picked Kansas City to win the game close. But the thing that I could not have been more wrong on Friday's show when I predicted this game was that, yeah, I don't think Kansas City's going to be able to run the ball at all. <laughs> yeah. 158 yards later, six yards of carry later. What a night. What a game. Hats out to the Chiefs. I may do a segment later on this week about where this ranks among the greatest Super Bowls. Again, and I, I've been saying this all season long. I, I said this on my season preview way back in early September, around Labor Day. I said, I promise you, I don't care who's in the Super Bowl. We're going to get a classic. It's something about those Arizona Super Bowls. I don't know what it is, but you got the, the Giants coming back on the Patriots, the 18-0 Patriots, and, and beating them when they were undefeated. Uh, then you obviously had the Malcolm Butler pick at the one-yard line back in Super Bowl 49, and then he had the game last night. It was a remarkable night. Hats off to the Kansas City Chiefs, the Super Bowl champions. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles, certainly nothing to, to hang their heads over. They had an incredible season as well, uh, and certainly offensively put up an incredible fight in the second half. We've got some comments here. Let's see. Uh, Patrick Brown. I was utterly shocked Kansas City ran the ball very effectively. We all knew Philly's run defense wasn't real good. Philly fans were crowning themselves champs at half. That, that, that's that's the last quarterback. I keep saying there's no quarterback I'd rather have down double digits than Patrick Mahomes in the history of the NFL with all due respect to Tom Brady because the thing that Patrick Mahomes can do that even Tom Brady can't, you're down double digits and before you blink, <laughs> Kansas City's up. I mean, all the, the greatest example of this is years ago, the 24 to nothing uh, uh, a deficit that they faced against the Texans. They're down 24 zip with 10 minutes left in the half, and they go into halftime with the lead. That's what he does. It's, it's in the blink of an eye. Now, Kansas City was more of a methodical offense this year. They had to change the way they played a lot. Patrick Mahomes had to change the way he played a lot this year with the departure of Tyree Kill. But that's that's what the great ones do. They adjust. They adjust to the circumstances around it. They don't complain. They just get better and they adjust. Hats off uh, to Mahomes and, and to Andy Reid in that regard. Grady Edwards says, whenever number 10 ran up on the screen, <laughs> I always joked, there goes Tyreek. Yeah, listen, Pacheco uh, was, they, it looks like they've got the running back now. They tried Edwards a layer. Obviously, McKinnon's more of the receiving back. I remember, um, I think it was at Damian Williams a few years ago in the Super Bowl who had a big game. I think he had a couple touchdowns. I think they've got their guy now. Absolutely. Uh, and Grady also says, Andy Reid, Hall of Fame coach without Mahomes, Hall of Famer with him. Enough said, probably a top six to seven coach ever. And I will talk more about Andy Reid in terms of where he stands among the greatest coaches ever later in the show. Uh, but you you said it, Grady. His, his resume, even without Mahomes, is really impressive. Again, it's not like he had a quarterback even in the same stratosphere as this guy. With all due respect to Donovan McNabb, Alex Smith, Michael Vick, they weren't Patrick Mahomes. It's incredible what he did with those guys. Patrick says, lesson learned by Philly. You got to play 60 minutes versus 30. As I said, religiously, Philly was a first half team. Nick Sirianni was immature on the sidelines. Jalen Hurts had to check him. Yeah, that was, I saw that play. I think it was during a review, about two minutes left in the half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was on Nick Sirianni when he was beating his chest after they beat the, uh, the Jeff Saturday like Colts by a single point. I just, you know. Oh, well, what is he, the Baker? Of course, I want to call him the Baker Mayfield coaching because he's a, I think he's a better coach than Baker as a quarterback. But, you know, in terms of the, in terms of the sideline stuff, you, you, you may have a case there. But now to the play that everybody's talking about. 
It is it is like clockwork. So we get a classic game, two great teams, two outstanding quarterbacks, and there's a late game call. Some think it was a foul, some think it wasn't. A lot of controversy. And that's all everybody's talking about today. There's people saying, ah, oh, this is rigged and all this. And uh, uh, Eagles lost because of the officials and all this other nonsense. So before I even before I even say anything, let, let, let's let's get right into the play. Let, 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 okay, here, here we go. Here's the play. So it is a slow-mo from the top of the screen. So you got Juju Smith-Schuster running it in and out. Bradbury grabs him. Mahomes throws it over his head. Here's the foul. We'll show it again. Here's where it occurred. Okay, comes in, bam, right there. Grabs Juju, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster's jersey on the right side. It's not what Greg Olson was freezing. And Greg Olson's done a great job for Fox this year, but it's not the play Greg Olson was talking about at the top of the route when he was right there, when he had his hand uh, over Juju's hip. That's not a penalty, certainly in the Super Bowl in a tie game with two minutes left. But what what always drives me nuts is, <laughs> is, it, is it contact or not? Well, I mean, the definition of holding, people, you know, I'm hearing people say, well, he wasn't five yards. That's pass interference. That's not holding. Holding is you grab somebody's jersey and pee their progress, depending on what position you play. And the fact of the matter is, again, if we could show the play one more time, and then I'll get into sort of my full take on it. You watch Juju's right arm comes back, right? Because his, his momentum is carrying to, uh, to the left. Bradbury tugs him back to the right. For the record, James Bradbury said after the game, yeah, it was holding. I just hope they wouldn't call it. I mean, listen, James Bradbury's been around the NFL block. He, he's he's playing this game a long time. He's, he's an excellent corner. But that if that's not holding, then I've never seen holding. It's as simple as that. And every again, everybody's blaming the officials. And this is what drives me crazy. It's as if, and I've even got the graphic for it, but it's as if can't, uh, uh, Philadelphia fans forgot that there were four crucial, crucial mistakes and or sequences in the game. That is why they lost. Not that one call. Here we go. First one. Hurts fumble got picked up for a touchdown the second half. Eagles are up 14-7. Jalen Hurts, and by the way, before that, you know, he, uh, the Eagles were lining up in sort of this bunch formation like a, like a hockey scrum almost, right, to push Jalen Hurts for those third and shorts or fourth and shorts. And they had that around midfield, but a false start knocked him back five yards, which was huge. Nobody's talking about the day today. If that false start's not called, who's, who knows? Philly probably gets the first down, and maybe they go score. Maybe they get a field goal, and that's the difference in the game. But Hurts had the fumble picked up for a touchdown. He's trying to switch to his left, his right hand, and he flat-out dropped it. It wasn't a forced fumble. Just fell out of Hurts' hands. Nick Bolton, who played a great game, by the way, picked it up and, and ran in for the touchdown. That's number one. Number two. Chiefs scored every second half possession. It is as if Eagles fans forgot that in the second half, the Chiefs went 10 plays, 75 yards touchdown, nine plays, 75 yards touchdown, three plays, five yards touchdown, and then the 12 play drive that went 86 yards, bled 507 off the clock, 507 of the last uh, 515 off the clock to be exact, when they kicked that game winning field goal by Harrison Butker to win it at the end. That's number three, or that's number two. Number three. Defense gave up 158 rush yards. This has been the Eagles' problem all season long. I detailed this before the playoffs. I remember talking about this when they barely scraped by the Houston Texans on the Thursday night game. Like, listen, I like Damian Pierce. He's a nice running back for Houston, but he should not have went for as many yards as he went uh, uh, went for against an Eagles defensive line that, I mean, it's stacked. Montez Sweat, Hassan Reddick on the outside, but then inside, you've got guys like 
Dominican Sue, that Hargraves guy is a monster up the middle. Can't give up that many rushing yards, especially to a team that is not known for running the ball effectively and certainly is not a team that is used to committing to the run. Defense gave up 158 rush yards. By the way, six yards a carry. That's number three. And number four, they gave up a 67-yard punt return, which is a Super Bowl record, which set Kansas City up in a position to go up by eight points. These things happen in the game. We, we can't just ignore them and act like that they, you know, they're all negated by that one missed call. Again, I always say this. If you play well enough, you pad, you give yourself a lead, you don't beat yourselves, you're, you don't need a call to go your way. You don't. I mean, and that's, you know, the thing for Kansas City that is so similar, and I'll probably get into this more later this week about whether or not they're a dynasty, but the Patriots dynasty for 20 years, the Cowboys in the 90s, Niners of the 80s, if we're going to go further back, Steelers of the 70s, even in basketball, the Golden State Warriors during their dynasty, uh, Alabama during their dynasty of football, now Georgia, now looking like they're, they're starting to create something. Uh, UConn women's basketball, when they had their dynasty, what do they all have in common? Yeah, they got talent and great coaching and all that. But when the other team makes mistakes, you will pay dearly for them. And that's what Kansas City does. When you leave the door open, you leave that door cracked, give an opportunity to run through it, they don't just run through it. They break the door. It's as simple as that. So th this, this notion, and by the way, again, I keep saying this, and, and, and nobody, and anybody's saying, oh, it was a bad call. I keep asking, was it a holding or not? Was Juju Smith's progress impeded by James Bradbury grabbing his jersey? Yes, clearly. His body language tells you that. Bradbury himself admitted after the game. And it wasn't because he was trying to avoid some fine. It's the Super Bowl. I think James Bradbury, who's made a lot of money in this league, cares about a fine after losing the Super Bowl. Please. Th th this notion that that's, that's what decided it. It's, it, it drives me nuts. And, and it's, again, it's like clockwork. E every year, if there's a, a great game, everybody's watching. There's a call at the end. Everybody blames the officials. I'm not like pro-ref here. I'm just pro-facts. I'm pro what my eyes saw. Gee whiz. I mean, come on. Let, let's, let's, let's stop messing around with this nonsense. All right. So let's see. Got some comments here. Okay. Grady Edwards. Andy Reid won in his game of rock, paper, scissors with Nick Sirianni. 100%. Speaking, by the way, rock, paper, scissors. That's a 50-50 chance you could win that, right? The coin toss, that's a 50-50 chance you win it. Up until last night, the last eight winners of the coin toss had lost the Super Bowl. That streak is now broken by the Kansas City Chiefs. I believe they called tails. If I, I think they called tails. I, I don't know. Who cares? They won the game. Uh, <laughs> Barry, Grant Jr., all even podcast. I don't smoke, but man, am I sparking up one tonight. Get those shegals out of here. I'm back on that Greyhound, and I hope Nick Sirianni is driving with no GPS. I, I saw Barry last night in the IG Live. He, he, was, he was having a good time. All, all Cowboys fans are. All Giants, all Commanders, all of them. Grady says, NFL needs to redefine what a, what a catch is. Either go back to the rules pre-Super Bowl, New England versus Philly, or gut it completely. Not working, need a revamp. My thing has always been with the catch, no catch, because obviously I'm glad they changed the rule a few years ago after obviously it all got sparked. It really got sparked by Calvin Johnson. It intensified with the Des Bryant play. Then you had that Steelers-Patriots uh, game at the end where – the Jesse James play wasn't a catch, or but it really kind of looks like a catch. And then they kind of reversed that rule in the Super Bowl. And then they finally changed it in the offseason. My biggest issue, and this is not just the NFL, this is all sports, but I think the NFL is probably the main culprit, 
these reviews take a long time. And I, I, listen, I have no issue with them trying to get the call right. That's the whole point of going to the review, to make sure that you get the correct call. But, I mean, we're talking five, six minutes. I'm not sure if they're trying to, like, fill in TV time because it's the Super Bowl and you want to get all the ads in and whatnot, but I don't know what was going on. Patrick says the only wins Philly got were, <laughs> were booing Washington legend Doug Williams and Dak Prescott. We'll lose the last game of the 2022 NFL season. As a lifelong Cowboys fan, I love seeing them cry every tear. And Grady asked an asinine question. What are you talking about, Grady? Bryson, are you going to become an Eagles fan? I ain't going to respond to that, Grady. I'm insulted that you'd even ask me such a, a an insulting question like that. Come on, man. Let's see. Uh, and Grady says, don't just don't feel like there's enough consistency with what a catch is. I, I think what the NFL needs to do, they probably won't do this, but what they need to do, they need to come out, the rules committee, with, I don't know if they would need to hold a press conference, whatever the case may be, and just tell the American public what defines a catch. Because obviously there was the Devontae Smith play. I didn't think he caught the ball. I thought he lost control at the end. The Dallas Goddard catch on the sideline, initially I thought it was incomplete because he bobbled it in the air, but they showed. When he regained possession, the right toe was in, and then the left foot came in and bounds. Like, it's, and it's tough. I mean, like the Devontae Smith play a couple weeks ago against the 49ers. Looks like a catch live. Obviously wasn't when they looked at the replay. So there's certainly improvements that could be made in, in that regard. If I had one major, and, and I know Goodell took a lot of heat when he said, I don't think officiating has ever been better in the NFL than it is today. I agree, especially compared to other sports. I don't think baseball officiating is terrible. It could use some work. NBA officiating is awful, awful right now for so many reasons. I've, I've criticized it all season long. Um Outside of roughing the passer, which the NFL has got to look at this offseason, because I really don't know what roughing the passer is these days. I, I don't see like a major flaw in how they call the games. That was holding. Simple as that. It was holding. Uh, all right. This, if our uh, if our next guest is ready to come on, give me a give me a thumbs up down there. All right. So he is the host of Clutch Sports Talk here at the Grid Network. Love having him on the show all the time especially after a Super Bowl. It's first time having him on the show after a Super Bowl. This is, is going to be very, very exciting. Would you please welcome the man, the myth, and the legend. Ryan Flowers of Clutch Hi. Sports Talk. Ryan, how you doing, my man? What's up, Bryson? How you doing, man? I'm doing great. I'm sure uh, you are doing well as a Cowboys fan, considering the uh, the loss uh, last night by the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, what was, before we get to anything, all, all the things that happened during and throughout the game, what was sort of your overall takeaway from Kansas City's win? You know what? It, it's really showed, and this is just, this is beyond like the X's and O's, like from an organizational standpoint, like how good they are and how that, how it, how it's represented on the football field, right? You know, they've been, they've been in what the AFC championship conference game a couple of times the last couple of years. They made it to the Super Bowl now, what, in three of the last four or five seasons, something like that. Um, you know, you thought when Tyreek Hill was traded away or let go, however they, however that worked out, you thought they would have fallen off a little bit, including myself. You know, I didn't think that they would have even – I thought they would have really fell off, right, because you're thinking Tyreek Hill, explosive player. Patrick Mahomes doesn't have that down-the-field type of a guy anymore. But, man, what they did yesterday, man, was pretty astounding. Um Considering you got a seventh round draft pick out of Rutgers, I'm not saying, and Pacheco, right? Yep. Like, I love that guy. Like, 
I, I love him. him. I'm a yeah. fan of him. Um, you know, Sky Moore. I know he was like a higher draft pick, but still not anyone that's like a like a stud because Sky Moore played like in the Big West Conference. Like it, it wasn't, you know, something like that. Juju stepped up, but overall, Patrick Mahomes was the was the was the showstopper. I mean, that guy's a warrior. Um, I I never doubted that they were not gonna win that game. Even when they were down 10, I was like, you know what? Even after he had got the the ankle, the reaggravated re- the ankle right right before the half, I was like, you know what? If he's if he's got the half, they're gonna shoot him up with something. He's gonna be good to go. And as long as yep. they gave him protection, which they did, they were gonna win. And and everything is funny. Everything that happened for the most part in that game last night, I broke it down pretty much to the T on the on the uh, on a video that I had recorded last week. You did. Um, you know, and I know the game would be close and I, and I, I knew it was going to be a shootout, but at the end of the day, Patrick Mahomes is just a, uh, I know we'll, we'll probably talk about Jalen Hurts in a second, but Patrick Mahomes is just, he's on another level, man. He's just on another level, but shout out to the Chiefs kingdom. I wish it was the Cowboys, but the Eagles didn't win. So it's a good day. <laughs> listen, uh, an Eagles loss is a happy, listen, I may right. no longer be a Cowboys fan. That does not mean I'm ever for the rest of my life right. ever going to hope right. for a Philadelphia Eagles win. Right, right, uh, right. Let's see. We got a comment from our teammate at the grid. Patrick Brown says the grid team is coming to service. I love it. Hats off and shout out to Patrick Brown. Yeah, man. Uh, C smooth uh, 13 Ryan. He's excited to see you. What's up, man? I don't know about that. I don't know about that picture though on the, (laughs) I mean, what's up, but what's up? (laughs) (laughs) There you go. There you go. So um, let's see. I I wanted to ask you about, well, before I ask you, I sort of want to give my quick take on, Mahomes, because I know there's a lot of of talk about you know him being the goat right. discussion, and whatnot. I don't think he's in the goat discussion because I think there's so big of a gap between Brady and everybody else. It's going to take a lot just to get there. Now the question is, is he on track? I think oh, that's yeah. a different question. Oh yeah, he's on track. I mean, what he's been a starter what five years? This is fifth year as a starter. Fifth year, and he's he's made the playoffs every year, right? And I want to say, has he made it to the conference championship every year? He's been a starter. He's hosted the conference championship every game as a starter. So I, I don't know too many quarterbacks. Not even Brady that. did that. Right. That's what I'm saying. And and I don't, I mean, I know, he, I know, you, I totally agree. He's not the GOAT yet, but, and it's still kind of early. I mean, look, Brady played for 20 something years, you know, 20 years. He's got a long ways to go. Right. But if he stays on this trajectory that he's on, um, I mean, they're going to be the odds on favorite again next year. Sure. I mean, so why not? I mean, he's. He's head and above shoulders better than everybody else. It's, it's him and Burrow, like those two, yeah, are my guys in the NFL, right? Those are the two guys. And Burrow's beaten them what three out of the four times that they played. Okay, so I got to give shout out to Burrow. Burrow's got to win a Super Bowl, right? But the way Patrick Mahomes was in that game yesterday, man, it was just, it, it, it was, it was beautiful to watch from a from a as a football player guy or a coach and stuff. It, it was, I, I'm, I'm lost for words. I, it was sensational. Yeah. It was a sensational performance, you know, and, you know, and not to take away from the Eagles, you know, and maybe we'll talk about them here in a minute, but Mahomes was Mahomes. And, and I'll leave it at that. Before we get to the Eagles, I, this is, this is something I, I put together. That's you, you talk about Mahomes's five-year resume. It's as good as any player that's ever played the game. Yeah. I mean, you, yeah. again, we're putting put it up here. Five straight AFC oh, championship games. Yeah, he, graphics. All right. He, he, I love it. Yeah, listen, listen. I, I, I'm just putting, <laughs> putting the time behind the scenes. But uh, no, not only five straight AFC championship games, but he's hosted them all. Five straight division titles. Uh, five straight 12-win seasons, which is even more impressive than the division titles. Right, two right. Bulls, two Super Bowl MVPs, two NFL MVPs. 
for those last two, two MVPs in the Super Bowl and two league MVPs, only three guys in the history of the NFL have done that. Their names are Joe Montana, Tom Brady, and Patrick Mahomes. And uh, and oddly enough, the the two to the left or the right, however your screen is looking, those guys are in the same debate for GOAT. So Exactly. Yeah. Now, I if I had to – and I'll probably make a list sometime in the future of my top yeah. ten guys. Yeah. I got Mahomes fourth, Ryan. All time? All time. Brady's yeah. the clear GOAT. Montana's yeah. got – now, obviously, Montana's got the edge in Super Bowls right, by two. Right, uh, But he's got just many MVPs. You know yeah, I I, I I would not disagree with that because I'm thinking, you know, obviously I'm I'm older than you, you know, so I got to see some other guys play. Like Marino, I've always been a Marino guy. I got to see Marino, yeah. you know, from a from a physical standpoint, Marino was the epitome of what a quarterback is, right? Quick decision, gunslinger. He played in the wrong era. I mean, if Dan Marino yeah. played today, yeah. oh my God, right? And so Mahomes is kind of like, he's a mixture of Brady, Marino, He's got he's got the Joe Montana type of you know mystique about him where it's like so yeah I mean top four of all time and yeah I, I mean stat wise ring wise he's getting up there obviously Aikman's got three you know but but I mean Bradshaw's yeah. got four Bradshaw's got four but <sighs> yeah I'm with you you know what I mean like Bradshaw yeah. I don't want to say no he's a legend he's a Hall of Famer yeah. but he's not those guys you know he right. he he he's not he's he's he to me he was like a game manager before. The game manager was actually coined a game manager, in my sure. opinion. But oh no, I definitely agree with that. He's top four for sure. No, I mean, if, if, if Bradshaw's era, I would definitely have take, get, taken guys like Unitas and and uh, yeah. Roger Staubach over him. But right. oh, yeah. you, you you talk about um, you talk about Mahomes again. I've got Peyton Manning third. The only thing that separates Peyton, he's got the record for MVPs. I think if Mahomes yeah. maybe gets an MVP next year, certainly if he wins a Super Bowl, now we're gonna have to right. discussion about Peyton and and, and Patrick uh, Mahomes. Uh, now it's it's incredible the resume he's put together. Uh, let's see, we've got some we got some comments in here. Uh, Grady says Patrick Mahomes is an all timer already, even though I don't put him above Brady, Montana, Peyton Manning, and a few others. Dude is on his way. I love him. Yeah. And uh, C Smooth says, "LOL, should be an <laughs> Eagles uniform." <laughs> uh, that's crazy. my boy, Chris, man. He he's, 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 he's definitely got. He's an Eagles fan. <laughs> I, listen, uh, see, we, we may have to kick you, kick out, kick out the chat, man. We, we may nah, have to kick nah, out the Chris chat. This is my guy. You know, he's a good guy. He's <laughs> a good guy, even though he's an Eagles fan. <laughs> it's like an oxymoron. A good person, an Eagles fan. Yeah, like it just it doesn't. He's one of the only Eagles fans I can tolerate. He's a good right. Guy. Exactly. Yep. Uh, Grady says even if he gets th- close to Brady, and and Brady was telling me this last night. We were texting. Brady sunned him twice in the postseason, the two most important games. That may always be the tiebreaker in my eyes. That that's totally fair. I mean, beat him twice, outplayed him twice. Um, okay. I'm not going to hold that second one too much against Mahomes because the guy had literally no offensive line all no, night long. No, um, he did it. And I think I think if he did. That game, because obviously they had went in there earlier that year, yeah, and destroyed the Buccaneers, right? Yep. With that offensive, with the with the offensive that was healthier, right? So it might have been the same scenario, but you know it is what it is. They had to play the game, and you saw what the Chiefs did the next year. They went, they went and doubled down. Got uh, Orlando Brown, I believe, in free agency. Yep. Um, I think they drafted another guy. So they, they drafted two guys. On, they two they guys, drafted. Right. They drafted right. Creed Humphrey out of yes. Oklahoma, and they drafted yes. my man Trey Smith out of Tennessee. Which yes. Really bolstered their offensive line. Right, it's paid, paid, paying dividends. Right, so yeah, no, they, they, they knew what they needed to do. They knew what their, their, their most valued asset is Patrick Mahomes, which is your quarterback. And they went and decided, you know what, we got the coaches, we got to protect him. Let's go get offensive line. And that's honestly why they won last night too, man. If you want to get into that, 
Sure. I mean, you talk about, again, Eagles having zero sacks. Uh, We'll get to more comments later. I did want to ask you about, uh, before we get to anything involving Philadelphia, I I know you were, you were vocal. I I think we pretty much share the same opinion on that last call. Um, Towards the end, the dreams Bradbury play. What was your take on the whole situation? Was it a penalty? Should it have been called? What's your takeaway? It's a penalty. I mean, I get it. I know what Greg Olson was saying on the, on the, on the, on the simulcast as far as like, you can't call that in that situation, but a hold is a hold, man. I mean, it, it, it shouldn't have happened, right? But we I, honestly, I knew why it happened because they had been burned a couple times late in that in, in that game on that same particular route where they motioned the guy, yep. and it's called like a whip it route, depending on what offense you run. I call it a whip it in my system where you run in and then you boom, you pivot out, and they got burnt on. I want to say one or two touchdowns. I think the one to. Was it Tony? The Tony Castle? It was Tony on the second. I think it was, uh, or Tony on the first, and it was Sky Moore on the other Sky side Moore of the field. The second the one, second. Right. And so in Bradbury's mind, he's probably thinking, you know, and they were kind of in that range where it was like just maybe outside the 30 or I forgot where they were on the field, but they were close enough to the end zone, right? And he's probably thinking, oh, oh, Juju's motioning. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They got to be going that way. They got to be running that route again. And sure enough, he just got caught. As a veteran, see, and that's why, and I give Bradbury respect because you know what? He said I did hold him. And why I respect that is because he's a veteran cornerback in the National Football League. They all hold. They all have their little nuances and little things that they try to do to try to get away with it. And and they didn't get away with it. And, you know, this should, it should have been a penalty. Did it change the complexion of the game? Kind of, sort of. I mean, we, I think as a fan, we were robbed of like a photo finish because we didn't get a chance to see Jalen Hurts respond with the offense because I think the cheat would it would have been fourth and like eight anyway they would have kicked the field goal the, field goal. the Eagles might have had like a minute and 30 40 something seconds left with no timeouts barring right to try to go get a field goal the likelihood of that happening I would probably say right because I think the way they were rolling they probably would have tied that game and we probably went into went into overtime probably would have been the first overtime in Super Bowl history if I'm not mistaken or not second that is second. the second overtime because who was who, who was who was the first one you remember the Brady come back on Atlanta Oh, I forgot. I totally forgot about that. Right. Which, right. Uh, ironically enough, this was the, this was the only again the only the second uh, double digit halftime comeback in a Super Bowl since that that right. infamous comeback between the Patriots and the Falcons. But right. again, I'm with you. Listen, I've always been the mindset, and I've said this all the time on my show that in the last five minutes of the game, especially playoff games, whatever sport right. uh, it, it may be, swallow the whistle unless it's obvious. Yeah. To me, it's obvious because part of the again, you see how Juju. Do you yep. say he sells it? Maybe, but again, nah. his his whole momentum carries him in the way that it Bradbury grabs him. I, in my mind, well, I've, and I've watched it. I mean, it's been all over social media. I've watched it. I think it kind of changed his trajectory. Now, people say, "Oh, the ball, you know, was wasn't catchable." It's pass interference. One, I That's think different. One thing happened was if he if 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 he doesn't get held, he's wide open. And I think what happened was because he got held. Mahomes had to hold the ball to kind of wait it out. And I think he just got rid of it, you know, just to save himself, you know, save the field advantage. And and I think that's why the ball sailed over. So, but I think, you know, it was a hold. And you got, it was a difference between pass interference and holding. And I think people yes. forget that too, right? It doesn't matter if the ball wasn't catchable 
on a holding call, PI, it matters, right? Because they mm-hmm. called it a holding. Yeah, it's five whatever yards, but it's an automatic first down, um, not a spot foul. So people that don't watch football don't understand that as well either. So, you know, but at the end of the day, it was a penalty. Um, you know, Bradbury owned up to it. Nick Sirianni, I, I kudos to him. You know, I respect him. He said, you know what? It really didn't affect the outcome of the game. As you know, and, and as a coach myself, it shouldn't have because you had from 3.30 Pacific Standard Time till about 7 o'clock Pacific Standard Time to get the job done. And unfortunately, their defense let them down more. So, And their special teams, which I mentioned in my video, would yes, have been, a, would have been a, a factor in that game and why the Chiefs would have won that game. So, And that's what happened. No, there's a massive play in the return by Tony. And again, they it looked like they had a bottle up on the left side. Yep. He's able to reverse field and, and and take it all the way down the five yard line. And like you mentioned, Kansas City scoring every time they had the ball in the second half. Not not to mention, if Bucker doesn't miss that field goal in the first half, I think they go like six for eight yep. uh, on their drive. So yeah, they only y'all. punted twice, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And I think the Eagles only punted once. So it was an entertaining Super Bowl. Oh, absolutely. Say, you know, it was entertaining. Even the halftime. I like the halftime show, but. I'm, I'm with you. I, I, I Brianna's <laughs> getting way too much smoke. Just because it wasn't last year, don't mean it wasn't good. Okay, she was good. I, I see. I'm by. I love Rihanna. That's like my celebrity crush. Yeah, yeah. So she's awesome. She, she could have came out there in a trash bag. I'd have been like, it was a good show. <laughs> I don't care. I love. I love me some Riri. And by the way, it's it's the most publicized or not the most the highest rated pregnancy announcement of all time because she's she's having a, a second. Baby, oh yeah, so. right. Because how many yeah. people watch that? Over a hundred million people watched that last night. That's it. That's it. Congrats to Rihanna, by the way. Yeah. Um, get get back to some uh, some comments here. Uh, Barry says, it's too early to put Mahomes on any list, Bryson. Nah. Let the man get to year 10, 12. Mm. I, is it? I, again, I know, we, man. He's, we've he's never seen a, a quarterback start yeah. like this ever yeah. to start a career. I'll, I'll say this, Bryson. A lot of people are putting Jalen Hurts in like this conversation now as like being one of the top three or four quarterbacks in the league. That's too early. But to say Patrick Mahomes isn't one of the all greatest of all time right now, I'm okay with saying that. I mean, he's sure. he's done enough, man. He's done a lot more than a lot of quarterbacks have done in 10, 12 years. You know what I mean? So, and I get it. The way the way society works now, we we're we're so quick to to give people titles immediately. Like, oh, oh my God, this guy is so great, and or this is the best thing right now. And then next thing you know, they're like, oh, what happens, right? One thing, and I, I'll, I'll I'll admit this: I was not a Mahomes fan when he when they when they drafted him and they said that he was going to be the next best thing to since I was like, what? what are you talking about? And then he's just been proving me wrong ever since. And in what five six years he's been a starting quarterback, all he's all he's done is just win. All yeah. and, and he's making Super Bowls, he's winning MVPs. And what I, what I, what I like about him too, he's very modest. He doesn't really pump his chest off only if he's provoked, right? Yeah, but, and I like that versus the culture that we live in now, where guys are like, "Yeah, I'm the guy. I'm him. I'm embarrassing you." The guy just calmly does his thing, and and you know his family, whatever. That's another case. But him himself, <laughs> the player, I respect yeah. that. And barring any fate or not fatal, but any devastating injury, he's gonna be up there with Brady. It's gonna be. It's gonna take a lot to 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 surpass Brady, right? Obviously, but but Brady's got how many rings? Seven. Seven. I don't think he'll catch that. I don't know, man. They might. I mean, you they're so. I do. They're in the. They're, if they, if he's I mean, hosting, I, I'm not discounting it. But right, I'm saying, think about it. if he's hosting the AFC Championship game every year. That's they, crazy. There's they're always going to be in that talk of being in the Super Bowl. So he's gonna he's gonna have some chances, man. And honestly, I'm I'm not. I don't think everyone's talking about these quarterbacks in the AFC outside of Joe Burrow. The rest of them are just kind of like whatever. I think him and Burrow are going to go at it. Burrow's going to get yeah. his eventually. 
they're going to figure it out on the offensive line. And, you know, once they figure that out, that's going to be one of the greatest rivalries of all time. And I said it here first on this show. That's going to be better than Brady and Manning because Manning didn't win a lot, wow. obviously, right? At least Burrow has won some games and at least a playoff game on the road against Mahomes. So they're one and one against each other in the playoffs, right? If I'm not mistaken, yes. right? And so, but I think Burrow has the overall right now, like four and one. Is that right? Uh, three, three and one. And one. Three and one. Three and one. So they got some time and they're both young guys. So um, I, I I love my brother, Barry. And I had, when we disagree a lot, but this is another thing I just have to disagree that I think Mahomes is kind of, he's getting up there, man. He's getting up there. If he's not there already. Yeah, he says agree, disagree with y'all on this. <laughs> it's, it's fair. It's fair. It's fair. Uh, I, 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 I'm with you, Ryan. Uh, Grady says, I think Mahomes will get four. So hard to win Super Bowls, man. Super Bowl don't grow off trees, even if you are Pat Mahomes. Brady, I was about to make this point. Brady went yeah. 10 years without one. Yeah, I mean, we, we thought Brady was done for a while. Yeah. And then, you know, they, they break out yeah, almost like a second dynasty. And so, the way he plays, he can play just as long as Brady, man. I know he was yeah. running for He was running around yesterday, right? But the guy is methodical in the pocket, man. Like, yes. you know, and that, again, it starts off with the top of this segment. The organization, man, they're going to put guys on the field that will allow them to continue to win. And, and that's the crucial thing. And we forget about that with New England for all those years, right? I know Belichick really hasn't developed an offensive guy, but they still had guys there that worked well with Brady. You know, sure. and I think I think they'll be all right. And, and I, I like what you said earlier. I think I saw it on your Instagram, or it might have been in your description of the show today. You were going to talk about Andy Reid and Bill Belichick, and and that's fascinating because I'm kind of I'm kind of agreeing with you. I, I'm I'm really seeing, <laughs> yeah. I'm hey, dude, hey, do the Michael Jordan the <laughs> saying. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It, it, I mean, it's, it's an argument. It's an argument. It is an uh, argument. And Patrick also says, uh, let, let's not forget about John Elway in the mix as well. I mean, And that's the thing. I, oh, you're not an Elway guy? I, I like him, but I don't. I don't know, man. I mean... Those are some stacked teams we had, man. I mean, I know, but he took some bad teams to the Super Bowl. He he did, he did, he did. Before but those think, two Super Bowls, at the end. I think if I had to choose today between Mahomes and Elway, I'm taking Mahomes. Oh, I am too. I'm just saying that I think, I and think that's it. how I look at it. Like if I if, okay, I'm taking if I'm thinking about each of those guys in their prime. Obviously, they can't they can't play each other today. We physically can't see that anymore. But if I'm taking those guys in their prime, I got to take Mahomes. And that's at the it. end of the day, it might even be Mahomes over Brady. When it's also, I mean, look, again, I think done. he's, I think he's, and if we're talking just talent, I think he's the, I always say there's a difference between yeah. best and greatest. I think he's the best yeah. that I've seen. And I don't think he even reads defenses like that the way he should be still. Maybe I think he, yeah, I, he didn't at the beginning of his career, but All I right. think the, evolu again, I think the Tyree kill thing really kind of changed, changed how he, for them. yeah, I agree. I yeah, agree. It, it did. Um, a few more comments before I get to my next question. Uh, Grady says, today is a great day to be a Patriots fan. Us <laughs> Patriots fans won through a Chiefs hit, uh, victory. Die, Eagles, yeah. die. Yeah. Uh, yeah it, it's, listen, I, I don't know if anybody – I don't know how anybody could possibly pull for Philly outside of Philadelphia, man. Honestly, it's, man, I, I really listen, don't. They're, 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 they're fan, not all their fan base because I know some of them. My guy, sure, Chris, sure, 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 sure. Fan. People I work with are Eagles fans because – 
a lot of people I work with, they're out of Delaware, which is not that far from Philadelphia. So we got a lot of you. And but to see some of the stuff that their fans do, and I know Cowboys fans aren't the greatest either, but the way some of those Eagles fans, they carry themselves, man, like booing people during like when Dak got booed. You know what I mean? I get don't it. You don't like start that. on that, Ryan. You know, don't get me started um, on that. Just how they treat, you know, the, the the whole city as a whole, like the way they, they treat the Sixers, the Phillies, anybody. They're just they're just like they're nasty. They're just nasty people, man. And, and 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 that bothers me. And that's part of the reason why I don't like them a lot is because is that is that mentality that they have that there's just so much better. And it's like, relax. Like you know, we still got four more on you guys, right? Or right, we got five or six. Cowboys have Cowboys got five. Five. Okay, so we got four more on them, right? You know, you guys got a ways to go. I get it. You guys been good the last ten years, whatever. But it's just despicable some of their their actions, you know. So. We really do love you though, Philadelphia. Um, but as far as uh, as far as far as as far as Philadelphia, uh, let, let's let's give shine to one guy. Um, I haven't seen that many quarterbacks play this well in a losing effort in a Super Bowl that the way Jalen Hurts did. Um, I okay, you're not as high. I'm curious. What yeah, you you know, and this is when I text you. This is my thought on it, right? Okay. So, if you don't mind, I'm sorry. Sure, go, ahead. go ahead. So here's the thing: a lot of people are giving him praise, right? I, it's probably the best game he's ever played as a pro, arguably. Right, you threw for what over 300 sure. yards, but if you really break it down, and this is just my thought process, let me know what you think. They controlled the ball majority of that game, at least the first half, right? Kept yep. Mahomes off the field. So when you look at Mahomes' stats, I think he threw for like 182 or something like that, so close to that. And then Hurts threw like 38 times in that game. I really don't think the performance was that great, and really? this is why because because they controlled the ball a lot. And he he did use his he didn't do anything that we haven't seen him do before. I think they just had the ball longer than the Chiefs. I think if the Chiefs a defense was able to get off the field on third down a lot in the first half, that game would have got out of hand, and I it would have been in favor of the Chiefs because you yeah. saw what they were doing in the second half. They they couldn't stop Mahomes, even if they had the answers to the test. And so, with that said, he didn't play bad. But I don't think it's like, oh, my God, let's elevate this guy past so many other guys. Now, if he comes out and does some of the same things he did in this Super Bowl next year, then I'll be willing to say I'll come on the show again and say, you know, I'll give him credit. I'm about 80 percent all the way there with Jalen Hurts. I think okay. he can definitely start in the National Football League. He's proven that, Absolutely. you know, the system that he is in is perfect for them, for him. Right. But I don't think he could have done what Mahomes did yesterday Mahomes is who's he throwing to other than Kelsey again Juju I mean when he's not busy doing Fortnite or dancing on people's logos what else is he doing right um Scantling where the hell was he at yesterday I he mean, disappeared he was great he disappeared. Uh, there's an APB out for him man. I couldn't right. find him you know I, I had to call Glendale Police Department just to put out like you said you know you got guys like Pacheco who's emerging right you I know like you know Sky Moore like I don't think he could have done that you know, and, yeah. and to me, I, and that's why I'm kind of like I'm not I'm not gonna downgrade his his performance. It was a good performance, you know. But at the end of the day, if we look at it from if we just scale back and look at it from a, from a, a different perspective, uh, perspective, he it was almost like he was padding stats to me. At the end of the day, um, they ended up they I mean they scored 38 what 35 points, but a lot of that was on the ground, right? He had what two two rushing touchdowns, one three. passing touch, three three rushing touchdowns. Like you're a quarterback. You know, you're a quarterback. So, um, but yeah, I mean, people may disagree with that. I mean, it's, it might be a hot take, but just from my perspective, 
I'm not going to go over and be like, oh, my God. he Because I've seen people on social media now. They got him as, like, top three in the league now. That, that's, no, that's too high. I, that's I'm with you. High. That's too high. I don't even think he's better than Dak Prescott. I think him and Prescott are on the same level, just I'm that with you. he has better coaching. Simple as that. I was actually about to mention Dak, and I'm glad you did. Uh, uh, I mean, again, the, the thing that, to me, I can see where you're coming from if you're comparing him to the guy on the other side. Right. But sort of what I, my argument would be is, unless that's, say, sub, sub Mahomes for Burrow, right. outside of, it, all of those guys who we agree are kind of like the, the cream of the crop of the right, league, right. I think everybody kind of pales in comparison to Mahomes. Now, we've seen guys go toe-to-toe with him yep. uh, in, in the past, but I think the thing that's impressed me the most about Jalen this season, I've talked about it all year long, is somehow over an offseason, and you know, keep in mind his shoulder wasn't 100% last right, night, right, 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 his right. arm strength has improved Big time from last year to this year. Um, I mean, he was making some big time throws. The, the, the touchdown, AJ Brown, that was mis misplayed by the DB. Yeah, the see, yeah that one, I, I don't yeah. give him credit for that. He, he threw that up there, and AJ Brown just made a play. That's fair. But some of those throws to Goddard, though, like in, Goddard, in that was a catch that should have been a catch, was an excellent yeah. throw. That was an excellent throw. Yeah, it was. But it uh, yeah, I mean, listen, I, I need to see him do it again next season. Yeah. I mean, that's that's totally fair. His first yep. great year in the league, year three, he's absolutely, I think he's earned himself the right to, to, oh, to, yeah. to a new he's contract. He's their, he's their guy. He is their guy 100%. Their guy. And, and they've they've built their organization around him. I think it's, you know, some of these, core again, quarterbacks come in different shapes, sizes, and styles. Right. And I don't know if we can necessarily judge Jalen in the to same sense. That, no, no, no. I don't think anybody's Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> right. I mean, no, no. But listen, nobody is. <laughs> no. But uh, again, I, if, if he's on Dak Prescott's level, people will disagree with this, but that's a pretty good level to be on if you're a team in the NFL. Yeah, so. I mean, it is. I mean, and like I said, I think it boils down to coaching. And it does. Dak no, it doesn't. Wasn't getting the, the the proper coaching that he needs. And we'll see if McCarthy can elevate that. We'll see. But Nick Sirianni, even though I don't like the guy, like his persona, their Solid game plan coach. was phenomenal in the first half. They just got out coached in the second half, man. And 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 you chalk that up to experience. Andy Reid's been around the NFL, God knows how long, man. He's been to four Super Bowls. You know, he's won, but right, four, right? You've been to four, right? Yeah. He's been to four. He's won two. Yeah. So, I mean, guys, I mean, look how many quarterbacks he's resurrected or put up on a pedestal. The guy yeah. knows what he's doing. You know, and, you know, one thing I, I did like that he did give a shout out to Eric Bieniemy because Bieniemy yeah. doesn't get a lot of credit. And I've, I've been, you know, vocal about it too because I don't know what his involvement is really. I think we all just think Andy Reid is the is the, the, the guru there. But I think I'm willing to believe now that Bieniemy has – as a, a say so in some of that. Um, and he had made light of that in the post game with some of those play calls down the stretch there. So, you know, but yeah. And, and, and you know, you talk about the enemy. That's a good point that, um, and, and you know, something else, uh, probably spoiling my, my Andy Reid segment, but <laughs> sorry, th th no, it's fine. But because I think a big, big, you know, gap between the two is that, Andy, the Andy Reid coaching tree is incredible. Like, yeah, if nothing is. else, that that's all the more reason to, if, if for a team to maybe hire the enemy in the future as a head coach. Like, well, I mean, you, you look at guys like uh, Doug Peters. Look how he's Doug panned Peter, out. Yep. Um, so, I mean, yeah, there, there's, there's a chance. Uh, uh, Barry's just being a hater. He says, "Hand up." I was booing Dak too. Uh, he's just kidding. I mean, at least he's kidding. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms I just was like, if you put that same energy into that you did on the field and make better decisions, then but I didn't boo the guy. I think what he did was great. I mean, winning the Walter Payton Award is, is something to be commended about. Absolutely. But I would rather him be host, ho- hoisting the Super Bowl, the Lombardi uh, Trophy. What's that? Of course. Of course. Oh. Uh, let's see. Crady, uh, <laughs> he was talking about the Philly fans booing. He says, well, they are justified with Ben Cutler Simmons. <laughs> That's well, yeah, that's probably the only reason. Yeah, that's I, fair. I, I'm with you on that, Grady. Yeah, I totally agree. Ben, ben Simmons needs to be booed. He needs to be yes. shunned. From, <laughs> he needs to be exiled. He shouldn't be picking up a basketball. Right. Oh, God, I cannot stand Ben Simmons. Um, Patrick Brown says, the only two Philly athletes I like in their sports city, NBA Hall of Famers Julius Irving and Allen Iverson. Only I can say good about Philly, not to mention uh, uh, Al's a Cowboys fan. AI is a Cowboys fan yeah. Uh, as well. Yeah, and I think Bryce Harper's a Cowboys fan, too. Like, it's, you know, listen, yeah. it's, it's, it's you know, America's I, team I, for a reason. And, and, and Patrick, you got to add Rocky Balboa. He's one of the greatest Philadelphia yeah. athletes of all time. <laughs> It looks. Did you see that Chiefs jersey on the Patrick Mahomes yeah. I, on the Rocky? I, I think I think that had to be a Philly fan. I'm sorry, Kansas yeah. City fans are too smart to. No. Yeah, but um, see, I think I got one more question for you before you get out of here. So but you know, before you do that, real quick, like sure. just real quick about the Eagles, right? And and I'm not saying that they're not a good team, but a lot of what we thought they were, if you go back and look at their schedule, man, yeah. And I've been in a, I've been in debates with people, and it's not a knock, right? You can only play who they put in front of you, so it's not a knock. But when I when I did my research on that game before I did that video, I was also, you know what? Let me look at their last ten games. And I was just talking to my buddy Chris about this today, and they didn't play any real legitimate quarterbacks. I mean, Dak probably in the last ten weeks of the season, including he's the best one they playoffs, faced. He's probably the best that they faced. And over off the top of my head, Aaron Rodgers is probably the other one. And he right? got hurt in the game. And he got hurt in that game. So, you know, they didn't see anything like a Mahomes. You know, I think their defense it wasn't as good as we thought it was. Their offense is legit. I will say their offense is good. The way they run the ball, that RPO always it, it messes you up. It really does. It strains yeah. your defense. And honestly, man, if, if, if we had won the game against the Niners, I really thought the Cowboys had a chance only because on defense – there's a lot of speed on the Cowboys defense. And I think they could have counteracted some of that RPO, which was Chiefs struggled with a little bit and credit to them. You know, they're a middle of the road defense, but when it mattered most, they came up with the stops that they needed to have to win that game. And really that's what it boiled down to. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, something else that's, I mean, you heard all the 49ers players, uh, it was Debo and Brandon. Brandon We're talking about, Hey, The, them guys fooling you, man. Like they're, they're not as yeah. which you know you can understand for the 49ers perspective, but like, yeah, it's easy to beat us when we can't throw a forward pass. I mean, right. you know, there's only so far you can go. And and again, like you said, I mean, Dak Rogers, Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence is probably the best one they played, but that was and that was like week three. He, yeah. And the matter of fact, I remember that game. That they should have lost that game. Uh Trevor Lawrence turned the ball over. They had they had stopped them. They they needed to get the stop. It was raining that game. And a matter of fact, I remember race, the yeah. Jags were winning. They let them back in, and then they had a chance to win the game. And then I think Lawrence fumbled or threw an interception, something to that. And but yeah, you're right. So if you look at their schedule, it, it was kind of like a it, what's the word? It was um, God, I can't think of the word, but it was kind of like a a facade of some sorts, right? And then you talk about the sacks, right? They had four guys in double digit sacks. Well, you're playing crappy offenses that are probably having to throw because you guys are blowing teams out. And their schedule. Have you seen their schedule yet? 
No, what, what's what's the teams? What, what's their teams? This here, well, here, well, yeah, schedule comes out in May, but the teams they're playing. Here's the home teams. So obviously, Giants, Cowboys, uh, right, divisional games. But they've got the Cardinals. They should win that. But then they got Buffalo, Miami, Minnesota, uh, San Francisco on the road. Division opponents: Kansas City, Rams, Patriots, Jets, Seahawks, Bucks. Okay, that's it. Yeah, that's uh, okay. That so thing, the, the schedule will be harder next year for sure. Um, for them, but they still got some cake. They they got some cake. Game. Like the oh, yeah, Vikings, yeah. I'm not worried about the Vikings. Sure, Patriots not worried about the Patriots. Jets not worried about the Jets. What well, Dolphins the Jets might get be a quarterback? Worried. Right, depends. Yeah, you're right. Depends on the quarterback for the Jets. Um, Miami depends who the quarterback is too, because I don't know if two will be around. But they have an offense. See, if you have an offense to combat them, you, you can stay in the game with them, and that's why the Cowboys were able to beat them Christmas Eve because we have the offense. You know, the Niners didn't have the offense because why? Brock Purdy got hurt, and he was limited yeah. anyway. He was limited. He's limited. He's a limited. Is a reason why he's Mr. Irrelevant, you yeah. know? So, but nonetheless, I mean, they still had a successful season. I don't want to come down on the Eagles so much, even though I should as a Cowboys sure fan. Sure you do. But I, but I want to be objective. I mean, they, they won the division. They won the conference. They, it's not their fault that guys got hurt, whatever the case may be. You know, Jalen Hurts, kudos to him. I think, I think he's an outstanding quarterback. He deserved to be the guy. I think he'll be there longer than Carson Wentz. Um, oh, yeah. I think he's better than Carson Wentz at this point, you know. And and Nick Sirianni, even though I don't like him either because he's a sh- braggadocious showboat, he needs to eat that humble pie a little bit, you know. But yeah, they're smart. They're smart guys now. But his OC is gone now, right? Um, he's going to the Colts. So yep. How what's gonna happen with that? So we'll see what happens with that. Um, but yeah, I might have some insider news on that one. So I'll, I might let you know on later on that, on that. I might have some oh. insider on that. I'm, I'm going to stay tuned to that. I think I think also I think also Southern DC is interviewing with the Cardinals. Yes, their head coach. They could lose both coordinators, so that yep. could you know really shake things up. I mean, really, the DC we saw he would really didn't do much anyway. In that that's fair. It. That's so, fair. No. I mean, I mean I, that the week we could have you and I could have lined up on their defense this year and shut down a couple of those teams. Sure. Myself. I'm pushing forty, right? So I, I still got a list some left in the tank. I could lock a guy down or two. Put me in cover too, coach. You you, you 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 can lock you can lock down Brandon Ayuk with Christian McCaffrey quarterback in cover two in cover, in cover two. two okay 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 you play zone guy. You're I can't zone. play man I I can't bump and run no more I, my my legs can't do it man but I I'll zone uh, the heck out of you I will zone the heck out of you I love it <laughs> I love I love last question before I get out of here this is non Super Bowl related sure Sama beats picking a, a a team in the next few weeks and this this feel really feels like a big life decision because when I picked this team I wanted this to be my the team for the okay, rest of my okay. life I'm I'm, I, okay. I'm glad you're asking me because I feel like I'm the right person to ask for some reason I just know you you are no no I, you, you're you're a wise man Ryan <laughs> so I off the top of my head I know I've got 49ers Ravens Steelers Panthers. Titans and I, I'm actually by the way I'm going to be adding a new team uh this week but I, okay. I'm going to keep that quiet but out of those five teams like who who would you who would you advise because listen we're, we're listen we, we may not be related but I, I feel like you're like an older brother figure I, who no, would I you advise you. your little brother? I feel you I you're gonna probably do here so everyone's gonna when you hear this response everyone don't go flipping out because I'm a Cowboys fan right and I know there's some history between our team and this other I know what team. you're gonna say you already know you already know I was high on them earlier this year. Obviously, it didn't pan out. Uh, it was probably the biggest worst take that I've had in the history of my takes. But honestly, man, I like what the Pittsburgh Steelers have to offer. Oh, and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh! Yeah, I thought you were gonna say the 49ers. No, oh heck no. And here's why. And here's why. Number one, they're not in our conference. 
right? Mm-hmm. So we don't really have to really if we see them in the Super Bowl, then we have to compete with each other, right? Obviously. But honestly, if that's another team that you're rooting for, it's kind of like a win-win anyway, right? Versus Niners, you 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 gotta get to you gotta go through them to get to the Super Bowl, right? But the reason why I like Pittsburgh, number one, Mike Tomlin. I know you're I know you like Mike Tomlin. I love I Mike think Tomlin. Most all of us like him. I mean, his his lineups are impeccable. I don't know his barber's name. I don't know his, his oh. but the guy, he's never had a losing season. He's a respected coach amongst his players. You know, their division is winnable, even though the, I know the Bengals are still there. But I feel like if they can get the offense going, they're going to be just as good as the Bengals. I feel like if they can figure out their O-line situation, which has been the problem. And that's been my issue with the Steelers the last couple of years. They don't have an identity anymore. We used to know one thing about the Steelers or two things. They ran the football and they played defense. Now on offense, well, what are they? Are they are they going to go through Najee Harris or can he pick it? Like what, what's the idea? And I like what Pickett did down the stretch of the season. He went in, has a couple big games. To me, that the one that stood out was that Sunday night game against the Ravens. Um, yeah. To, to kind of stay in contention, right? I think it was like week 17 or 16 or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I like what they're doing. And that's a that's a team that I can root for. Their fan base is not a, as obnoxious as the, the Bang Bang Niner gang. I, you know, I, I'm not with that. The, the other teams you mentioned, like Baltimore, I really don't like that. They, they do a lot of talking for me. Okay. Um, the Titans, I think it's, they, it's, it's in my state, so I'm like, okay, right. maybe thirteen. I get that, but I think I felt like they missed their window. I think they had an opportunity, but I think they they missed their opportunity. I think Derrick Henry's getting older now. They don't really have any offensive fire. There's nothing to cheer about for them, really. You know, I feel like they've become like, um, God, there's always this team I always talk bad about. They're, they're irrelevant. Uh, I've always I forgot Chargers. You you don't like the Chargers. I don't like the Chargers, but there's there's to me they're kind of like they're like tapioca now. Like there's there's no there's no excitement to the Tennessee Titans anymore. I mean, it's kind of cool watching Derrick Henry run people over, but that's not going to get it done anymore. They yeah. like they had a window when Tannehill was kind of you know in his groove. They had AJ Brown. You know their defense was good. Their defense is a year older now. I think the coach is still outstanding, but they just don't have enough in the pantry. I feel like the the, the Steelers they still have. A young enough team, a good balance of young and old guys. The tight end is great. I think Kenny Pickett, if he can develop, you know, they still have a really good defense if Watt can stay healthy, you know, and I like their coach. And so if if I had another team to root for, it would be them and then maybe Seattle because I do like Pete Carroll. By the way, Seattle's in the mix too. I forgot to say Seattle's okay, also yeah, in the see, mix. And I like them too because, and I know you're trying to move on, but let, real quick, let me get this out. I like Seattle because they're true to who they are. Like they're going to run the football and they're going to play defense. And like I told you, I think we talked about this in the beginning, like months ago, they're the type of team. They'll play you anywhere. You know, they don't care. They'll play you on the road. They'll play you at home and they're going to bring their best game as much as possible. And I love this, the story behind Geno Smith, you know, I don't know how many years he's got left in the tank. They probably still need to probably draft the guy, but you look offensively, they still got some guys out there. They still got the running back, uh, Kenneth Walker. Hopefully he comes back, you know, fully, fully functional and ready to go. Um, that's another team that I like in the future to cheer for as well. Duly noted. I will yep. definitely think about that going there forward in the future. I'm here for you, man. So just let me know. Listen, I, I appreciate I appreciate it. <laughs> Ryan Flowers, you know him, you love him. Clutch Sports Talk. Check out his stuff on his YouTube channel. Go subscribe to Clutch Sports Talk and check out his stuff uh, at yep. the Grit Network. Ryan, really appreciate you coming on the show and, uh, Here's to hopefully a short off season and getting to the 2023 season as soon as possible. Yes, sir. This is Ryan. Oh, 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 hold on. Ryan, want to say more thing? Hold on. You back here? Go ahead. 
I can't, I can't hear you. I, I can't hear you. I, I think, we, I think we lost Ryan. I don't know. All right. Well, all right, Ryan, shout out to Ryan plus sports talk. Great stuff as always. And, uh, <laughs> but and, and, you know, you know what? That's, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. I, I mean, I mean, you may consider that. I, I like that. Uh, let's see. Patrick says, I think it'll be Pittsburgh. He thinks I'm going to pick Pittsburgh because of the infinity for Mike Tomlin. And, uh, <laughs> and Grady says, uh, you could always pick the Chiefs and give some revisionist history about how you grew up a Chiefs fan, Bryce. Well, the problem with that, Grady, is uh, there's this thing called tape, and I can't do that. I wish I'd picked the Chiefs years ago. Uh, I, 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 sometimes I kick myself. I'm like, man, I could have, I could have, it, it was, it was be the second version of the Patriots, but, and listen, I had all the respect in the world for the Patriots dynasty. Don't get it twisted for a second. But Kansas City is more entertaining. They're more exciting to watch. So I don't know. Uh, and Grady says, if you pick the, oh, this is, this is a recruiting pitch. If you pick the Panthers, I'll pay for you to come to a Panthers game with me. Bribery at its finest. I listen, Carolina's still, still, still on it. I like Frank Reich. Love their playmakers on both sides of the ball. They have just got to get the quarterback right. And, and, and they could, and they could, the offensive line could use some work, but listen, that NFC South is bad. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm reading reports, and, I, and I've talked about this before, that Jimmy Garoppolo could could be signed by the by the um, Tampa, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think it's a good fit. I think it works there. I think they could win the division with Jimmy G, but are they going to be like a contender with Jimmy G? They were a contender with Tom Brady. And I, if Tom Brady today, and he's retired, I think he's a better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo. So, I don't know. This is some good recruiting pitches. Now, I'm going to need to listen to these in the future. Again, so, either later this week, sometime next week, I've got so much content planned for the next few shows, but I've got one more team. Listen, it's, it is it is me picking a team. There's no set rules for it. There's one more team that I'm going to throw in there. Um, and even I'm not sure who's going to be, but I promise you, hand to God, there's a team that I'm going to be putting in that mix. But uh, stay tuned for that. Stay tuned. So last topic of the day. Uh, is is Andy Reid. So you guys know I, I'm a I'm the biggest Andy Reid fan. First of all, how, first of all, how could you not be an Andy Reid fan? I, I'm sure there's even even Philadelphia fans who even in their 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 cold and and and, and mean and and as Ryan said, nasty hearts. Even they got a soft spot for Andy Reid. First of all, he coached there. He got him to four straight NFC Championship games. He got him to a Super Bowl win. You know, they lost, but, I mean, no shame in losing to the greatest quarterback of all time all the way back in Super Bowl, gosh, was it 39? I think it was Super Bowl 39, 37, 38, 39, something like that. Late 30 Super Bowls, 05, I remember, in Jacksonville. But the Patriots beat the Eagles 24-21 in that game. But uh, even Eagles fans like uh, Andy Reid. But we got to start having discussion now. I've been having this discussion, but we need to get serious about this discussion. About whether or not Andy Reid, if, if he's the greatest coach of all time. Do I think he's the greatest of all time? I do not. I, I have I have religiously stated on the show, I think Bill Walsh is the greatest coach ever. The reason I say that is because, first of all, he won four Super Bowls. That should count, right? Four super, By the way, 4-0 in Super Bowls. Obviously, those stacked teams in San Francisco, obviously Montana and Jerry Rice. Uh, Ronnie Law on defense was a monster. But the reason I say uh, uh, Bill Walsh, his offense, his impact on the game offensively is still felt in the NFL in 2023. 
the West Coast system is still used league-wide. Do you know defensive system that's used league-wide? Maybe, but did it have the amount of success as Bill Walsh did? Heck, is there an offensive system that's been as effective, as impactful as Bill Walsh's West Coast? I don't think so. I think Bill Walsh is the man. It, it would take a lot for Because, again, you talk about the impact. You talked about, again, listen, I think Joe Montana is the second-greatest quarterback ever. Make no mistake. I do not think Mahomes has passed Montana. I've seen some people say that today. I am not willing to go there yet. Four rings. What is it? What is it? 11 touchdowns, zero picks in Super Bowls. But Joe Montana, Joe Cool, he, he is, he's the man. He's still the man. He's still, he still got swag to this day. Um, but he was a fourth-round pick. Like, he wasn't like this blue-chip prospect. You're like, oh, my God. He, it's like Elway, for example. Like, Elway back in, I think it was 84, if I'm not mistaken, out of Stanford. It was like, oh, my God, you got to see this John Elway kid. Like, you, like that's, that's Peyton Manning in 98. Andrew Luck in 2012. Trevor Lawrence in 2021. Like, these certain prospects, you're like, oh, my God. You, you, you tanked to draft this guy. Like that's that like that that that's kind of the the mindset that um the certain quarterbacks have um uh, uh, John John okay this is interesting he, he says Andy Reid deserves more credit I agree but John Rivera fan perspective podcast by the way please go subscribe he says Mahomes is over Joe that's interesting that is very uh, listen I I don't think he is but get a couple more Super Bowls and MVP here and there I mean. I think it's fourth. I think it's to me, it's Brady, Montana, Manning, Mahomes. Wow, three three M's behind behind Brady. And, and if you want to put Marino fifth, four M's. Like it's, I don't know, it's funny how that works. But here's what I'm talking about with Andy Reid. And I have said this for the longest time. And, and, and I used to get so much crap for this when Brady and Belichick were together. And Andy Reid at that point didn't have any rings. He, he'd never won a Super Bowl in all his years of coaching. But I always said. Andy's done a lot considering the quarterbacks that he's had around him. I think Donovan McNabb was a very good quarterback. Not a Hall of Famer. Not somebody you sell out your whole franchise to go acquire. Not somebody you build your franchise around. I like Donovan, but he's not that. Michael Vick. Now, you got to realize, this was not Atlanta Michael Vick. Obviously, this is this pre-everything that happened. And and I think Michael Vick was very, very effective in, in Philadelphia. He won, it, it was either one or two division titles. He got to the playoffs. I remember he led that crazy comeback at the Meadowlands to beat the Giants. But he was not Atlanta Michael Vick. And Andy Reid, <clears throat> excuse me, Andy Reid got the best out of him. Andy Reid got the best out of Alex Smith. Alex Smith it was, was a guy who like literally could not throw outside the numbers. Had one of the weakest arms of any starting quarterback in the NFL. And Andy Reid, with first year with Alex Smith, playoffs, third year, playoffs, fourth year, playoffs, fifth year, playoffs, division titles sandwiched in there. Like, this is Andy Reid. Balakchuk, on the other hand, is a different story. He's never had sustained success. So two, three straight years of success with any quarterback outside of Tom Brady. You say, well, Bryson, he had Brady for what, 20 or two decades? Bill Belichick, in his career, I checked. Throughout his whole coaching career, he has not had Tom Brady for 10 years. I included 2000, which was Brady's rookie season, but Brady threw all of three passes that year. Drew Bledsoe was still the guy, so I'm, that counts. 
In 2008, Brady tore his ACL in, in the season opener at Kansas City in 2008. Didn't play the rest of the year. So he had Matt Castle for 15 games. So I counted that season. And then you've got the the five years in Cleveland and then the last three years with New England where you got Cam Newton, Matt Jones. Belichick without Tom Brady is under 500. Mahal, I'm sorry, Andy Reid without Mahomes has been to a Super Bowl, multiple conference championship games, multiple division titles. I'm sorry, if we're talking modern era, it's Andy. By the way, what coach has Belichick had the most trouble with in the past? It's Andy. Oftentimes, like in the playoffs, Brady's had to kind of bail him out. But, you know, we see some of these young coaches are like, hey, maybe, maybe this coach is a new guy, and Belichick cooks him. He, that never happened against Andy Reid. I mean, Andy Reid's be- beaten Belichick a number of times. Not to mention, and I talked about this with Ryan, look at Belichick's coaching tree, look at Andy Reid's coaching tree, and you tell me who's been more successful. I, I, I always ask myself the question, who's the best Belichick assistant? Bill O'Brien? Brian Flores, I mean, maybe Brian Dable. Brian Dable's doing a great job with the Giants, all the Bryans, but... And then you got Andy Reid. To me, his best assistant, in my opinion, is Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl. His second best assistant, John Harbaugh, won a Super Bowl. Belgic's best assistant, again... Of those three, I would probably say it's a battle between um, um, Brian Flores and Brian Dable. I mean, Dable's won a playoff game. That's it. Now he's only been a coach for the Giants one year, so give him time. Uh, Brian Flores, who just got hired to be the D.C. for the Vikings, which congratulations to him. I hope he gets a new job soon because he was screwed out of his job in Miami. Point being, those guys haven't accomplished half of what Peterson and Harbaugh have done. So I'm just saying. Coaching tree, success without your best quarterback, impact on the game, longevity. It's Andy. Yeah, Belichick's got six rings. Yeah, he had the greatest player in the history of the sport. Kind of helps. I've never said Belichick wasn't a great defensive coach. I think he's a great defensive coach. But for the he, the guy cannot develop offense to save his life. Andy's had good defenses. Belichick absent Brady has never had, I mean, a cream-of-the-crop elite offense. I'm just saying, I I, I don't think it's... I, I've said for years, when it wasn't popular, Andy's the guy. I'm just I'm just saying. Um, oh, man. Grady says, freaking Dan Orlovsky. By the way, I think Dan Orlovsky is really good on ESPN. I think he does a great job. This is crazy. He says, freaking Dan Orlovsky left Montana out of his top five because he didn't see him play. People like that drive me nuts. It, it, yeah, it's, it's like, look, I'm 19 years old. If, if I made a list of uh, the greatest players ever and left out guys just because I hadn't seen him play, my list would have many question marks. It's like I didn't, you know, I didn't see Michael Jordan play. It's like, oops, okay, I don't care. Like, what, look what he accomplished. Like, so, yeah, but that's that. I'm with, I'm with you, Grady. That, that, that's crazy. Um, Grady says, I don't know if he deserves it, but I tend to believe Donovan McNabb will get into the Hall of Fame. Very close to me, but agree to disagree, probably. Uh, Donovan was a good quarterback. He he was. But uh, that's somebody else. We talk about, you know, I always say in the show that 
you never truly know how valuable somebody is until they you separate with them or they separate with you, whatever the case may be. McNabb was not great absent Andy Reid. Now, you could say that's the end of his career. That's fair. He had those years. I think in Washington, he finished in Minnesota, but, I mean, not even close. Even at the end of Philadelphia, he got a little rocky. Like, I said, Donovan was a, a I'd say, a top 10-level quarterback four or five years, maybe. I don't think that's enough to get into the Hall of Fame. Now, that, that's, maybe that's just me, but I, I don't. I, I think if to have a resume like Donovan McNabb, I think he would have needed an MVP. If he has an MVP, it's like, well, okay, well, listen. Yeah, Eli Manning's got two Super Bowls, but he doesn't have any league MVPs. Um, I think it's fair. But Grady says that 08 season will Bill, for Bill will always look better than it was because that was a team that just went 16-0. and 0. There you go. Yep, that team was 16-0. Got to the got to the playoffs. Patrick Brown, Romeo Cornell. Yeah, I remember Romeo Cornell. Romeo Cornell was a solid head coach as well, who had the most success from Belichick Street. That, yeah, that's fair. Uh, he was, I think he was in Kansas City for a little bit, if I'm not mistaken, before Andy Reid. Uh, but again, some of Belichick's says, okay, you mentioned Patrick, Romeo Cornell, Cornell again, Bill O'Brien, Brian Flores, Brian Dable. They have had near the success as Andy Reid's assistants. I mean, even Matt Nagy. I, I'm a much bigger Matt Nagy fan than a lot of people are. Man got to the playoffs twice with Mitch Trubisky. I'm not. I'm not saying he's on the level of a Harbaugh or a Peterson. And, and I know. Listen, Matt Matt Nagy is a much maligned figure in Chicago. I'm just saying. The, the, the coaching tree comparison is not even close. So, greatest coach ever discussion? Absolutely not. I do not think Andy Reid is in that discussion. Greatest coach of the modern era? Yeah. Yeah, I think Andy Reid, is, he's certainly the guy today. And we've got a, gr- a lot of great young coaches today. A lot of great veteran coaches like Pete Carroll. Uh, and if you still want to throw Belichick in there, throw Belichick in there. But the the, the guy the, the i mean he's been a head coach since what 99 i think it was i think 99 2000 was his first year with philadelphia so he's been in the league as long as belichick and while in terms of of hardware he hasn't had as much success as bill if he gets patrick mahomes for 20 years i don't know if andy will 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 coach mahomes for 20 years but in the event that he did yeah who's to say he doesn't get six the way that bill did with tom so it's it's an interesting conversation to have for sure but we're going to have more on the Super Bowl throughout the week. I look forward to to getting to all of it. By the way, again, Ryan Ryan hit uh, hit on it midway through our, our our discussion. Hats off to Rihanna. Listen, I, I I'm getting so many people I've talked to like ah Rihanna when they get here's the thing. And maybe maybe I'm biased. I I don't know if I'm as big of a Rihanna fan as as Ryan is. I, I think she makes great music. She's very talented. She's an unbelievably successful businesswoman. I mean, she's a freaking billionaire for crying out loud. But the thing I always say, it's kind of like what it's kind of like what Jalen Hurts. I was talking about. Well, if you're comparing Jalen Hurts, the guy who's facing, yeah, he didn't. Maybe he wasn't as great as people give him credit for. But just individually, Jalen Hurts was really good last night. For Rihanna, this is what I say: if you compare to last year, yeah, she wasn't as good because, in my in my opinion, I think that's the greatest halftime show ever. I mean, no disrespect to what was the greatest ever to me up until last year, Prince. I mean, singing Purple Rain in the driving rain in Miami, it, it doesn't get better than that. Michael Jackson back in 93, I think it was, at the Rose Bowl. 
in Pasadena, standing still for what felt like 10 minutes and then delivering a great halftime show. Uh, Beyonce, uh, please, Beehive, please don't come at me. Okay, I think she's the fourth greatest halftime show. Beyonce was a showstopper. Please don't, please, Beehive, does, do not come after me. I think Beyonce had a great halftime show. I don't think she had the greatest. All that being said, I think Rihanna did a really good job. Again, those platforms, it, it, gave, it gave you real Super Smash Brothers vibes. Not to mention, you know, I, you know, we were all wondering who's who's her guest star going to be. <laughs> she she was carrying it. She's going to have a new baby soon. Which congratulations to her uh, and ASAP. That, that that's awesome for them to have their their second child. But uh, oh, Grady says Joe Judge talking about Belichick assistance. <laughs> Boy, that was a rocky two years in New York when Joe Judge was there. Uh that that's good. Yeah, him and um uh. Patricia running the offense. It's still, <laughs> that's one of the easiest predictions I've ever made on my show. I've been so right on some things and so wrong on others. I, I don't even give myself credit for being right on the money on that one because it was so obvious that that was never going to work with Joe Judge and Matt Patricia, a special teams coach and a defensive coach calling offense for a limited second year quarterback and no weapons. Yeah, that doesn't sound like just say that stuff out loud. Yeah, that was never gonna work. That was never gonna work. Bill O'Brien's an upgrade, but not a big one. Okay. That was uh <laughs> that was that was funny. You gotta admit. Uh, I don't I'm not trying to be mean to Patriots. I know Gray's a Patriots fan. Patriots fans are great, but man, that was uh the fact that Belichick actually thought that would work was 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 pretty darn hilarious. I'm not gonna lie. By the way, I thought the commercials last night were great. Um Gosh, what was – I know they played the commercial for that one movie, Air, which I tweeted about it with um, Ben Affleck, uh, Viola Davis, and Matt Damon. It seemed like – I mean, I, I probably need to do more research on it, but it seemed like the premise of it was how, like, the Jordan brand started. I have got to check that out. I mean, we still wear Jordan brand to this day, 40 years later. So, uh, yeah, I've definitely got to check that out. Uh, what, what other commercials were there? Gosh, I'm just blanking right now. Um I like the NFL commercial they did. Uh, it was either at half. I think it was at halftime or towards the end. Uh, you had that. Uh, I'm blanking on commercials. I was more focused on the game uh, than anything. But halftime show was great. By the way, Chris Stapleton delivered a killer national anthem. I thought he was outstanding. Uh, again, it's something. It's something about those Arizona Super Bowls. It's something about State Farm Stadium. It it never disappoints. 07, 14, and twenty two. They, 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 every year that they have it there, we get a good one. We get a classic. And that was without a question, one of the great Super Bowls that, that, that we've seen. It was my 11th Super Bowl predicting. I, I'm listen, I have a four and seven record predicting Super Bowls, which ain't great. They don't sound great because they ain't great. But I am a, th- a three game winning streak. I was one and seven going into the, into Super Bowl 55. I picked Tampa, then I picked the Rams, and then I picked the Chiefs. So, I, I, like I said, coming into 2020, I said my goal before the end of the decade for 2030 rolls, rolls around is to have a winning record in predicting Super Bowls. Just got to, uh, you know, I feel good about where I'm at. Just got to continue to get better. All right, that is all the time, man, for today's show. Appreciate everybody stopping by, as always. Thanks to Ryan Flowers of Clutch Sports Talk. You can check his show out on The Grid on YouTube, and you can check it out on his YouTube channel, Clutch Sports Talk. Great stuff as always. He, always amazing NFL uh, content that he puts out there. Um, well, like he said, listen, he, he he was all over Philadelphia special teams not not being all that great, and it 
it was one of the things that cost them with, with that long punt return. But thanks to Ryan Flowers for coming on the show. Uh, also be sure to check out Carving Up Live on Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific time on Facebook Live, YouTube, and Twitter. Be sure to like, share, comment, and you know what to do. Take two seconds out of your day. Hit that big red subscribe button. Helps the channel grow exponentially. And very important, be sure to go subscribe to The Grid Network. That is G-R-Y-D, The Grid Podcast Network on YouTube. You can also listen to my show and the other podcast creators on The Grid, content creators on The Grid. Barry Grant Jr., who you saw in the comments from the All Even Podcast. Patrick Brown, who you saw in the comments from the Chaotic Sports Podcast. Alfred Parsar Jr. of the Rocket Fuel Jets Podcast. And the Cowboys Can Fan Podcast with, with my guys, uh, Anth, Alex, and Adam. The Can Fan, great content over there. They did a stream last night. They were obviously very, very happy, as all Cowboys fans were, at the Eagles' defeat. Oh, and one last thing. I almost forgot. I almost forgot this. Um, if I can pull this up. One last thing before we get out of here. Uh, hang on. Cause I, cause I had to, I had to, 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 to do this, to send, to send the show out with a bang and, and I'm going to do it. Okay. So, you know, the Philadelphia Eagles song is fly Eagles fly. And you've been seeing the comments, die Eagles die, uh, cry Eagles cry. Just, there we go. Just, I will not sing it cause I can't sing. You don't want to hear that. I'll just leave you with this. Cry, Eagles, cry on the road to misery. Sigh, Eagles, sigh. Blow the big games. One, two, three. Miss them low, loft them high, and watch our Eagles die. Bye, Eagles, bye. Lost on national TV. L-O-S, E-R-S. Losers. I hope this is a very long offseason, Eagles fans. And all of Philadelphia. Hope everybody has a great week, except for Eagles fans. Ah, I want Eagles fans have a great week too. I don't, I don't, I don't hate nobody. I'm just glad they lost. Have a great week, everybody. <laughs> Please continue to stay safe out there. Please be sure to take care of your physical and your mental health. God bless you all. Peace out. Cry, Eagles, cry, baby. Thanks so much for watching the show on YouTube. Be sure to click that big red subscribe button and go check out the other clips and full shows of Carving It Up Live. Have a blessed day.